Thank you, Marcia. Um, and welcome to this special installation service where we welcome our new pastors, Reverends Michael and Nancy Krems, to be the pastors of First Baptist Church of Norwich. We recognize the calling of these pastors, and as we acknowledge their duties and responsibilities, we are reminded as a congregation and in the local community to help support them and follow their lead. And just another note, please note for the safety of all, uh, continue to wear your mask when we sing, if you could please. And um, I'd like to start off with our chorus, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Stand if you're able. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're all living hope. Your presence. Tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves Where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone Your Glory, God is a 
And if you could stay standing, uh, we are going to sing the hymn, Lead On, O King Eternal. The words are up on the screen, and it's also page 448, or in your bulletin. a responsive reading. Praise the Lord, all you people. Praise him, all you heavenly hosts. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him for his greatness. God calls us to be his people. A royal priesthood of all believers and a holy nation. To proclaim aloud the Lord's name to tell all the world the wonders of his works. For he satisfies the thirsty. He fills the hungry with good things. He has pity on the lowly and the poor. He redeems the lives of those who call upon his name. Whom shall the Lord send to them, and who will go for us? Here, Here am, I, am I, Lord, send, send me. And now we will have our first special music, Linda Hobson, flute solo, praise the Lord.
Beautiful. Thanks so much, Linda. Okay, um, scripture reading from the Old Testament. Isaiah 6, 1 through 8 is first. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, and your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then I said, Here I am, send me. And we will have different members of the search um, team that help to bring our pastors here do some of the other readings during the service. Continuing in Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I send to Babylon and bring them all down as fugitives, even the Chaldeans, in the ships in which they rejoice. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariots and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, for nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beast will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers, rivers in the desert, to drink to my chosen people, the people whom I have formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. And now we welcome Reverend Pat Robinson from the Francisco Association, in which she is the moderator, to come up and do the next readings.
Do I need this? to welcome all of you and and I'm I am as the moderator of the Francigas Fran Siegel Association supposedly the boss how many Fran Siegel Association American Baptist pastors are here you don't come <laughs> you had to be here is it, did I see just one? Just one, Jared. They're getting a Dickens next. You can give it to them too, Nate. <laughs> That's Nate uh, Watkins from well, Walton, who has come from one of our furthest churches. That's figures. Anyway, uh, the responsive reading. O God, who sent Jesus into the world not to be ministered unto, but to minister to, and to give his life to set others free and shape us for your ministry. Claim us, O God, for your service and direct us toward your will. You have graced all members of Christ's body, one by one, with gifts of the Spirit to fulfill their vocation, to lead lives worthy of your calling, to be workers who have no reason to be ashamed to shine as lights to your glory. You have granted each of us the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. You give grace according to the measure of Christ's gifts, and some are called to be saints, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Grant that together we may all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of your Son, to the full stature of Christ. Through your grace, O God, may we lead a life worthy of the vocation to which you send us. Claim us, O God, for your service, and direct us toward your will. Amen. The next scripture is John 13, 1 through 17. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward, you will understand. 
Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. reading from the book of 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 31. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less of a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And, on our, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And if God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administering, and various kinds of tongues, 
Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher, the higher gifts. And I will show you a still more excellent way. Thank you. And now I feel we are truly blessed. In addition, uh, we have Mary Williams from United Church of Christ First Congregational right across the street. And she is going to sing a song, Blessings, accompanied by Bob Omi and his wife, Linda Page Turner. And um, I just wanted to also announce ask if there's any other clergy here that we didn't recognize. Um, if you could please stand and say your name. Yeah, and he's a retired minister, Methodist minister, yes. And yes, great, wonderful. Okay, so thank you. And long that we'd 
Thank you so much. Yes, and the next scripture is Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. As soon as I, just a moment here. <laughs> Sorry, pardon me. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way unto him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint, with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, 
makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And now I would like to introduce um, Reverend Jared Huguenot and, oh, I forget. I've got too many papers. His title is, he's Vice President of the ABC NYS American Baptist Churches, New York State. Do I have that right, Jared? Am I right? Almost. Okay. I know that Reverend Dr. Kelsey is in charge, and you're right there. He deals with all of us. He's helped us immensely through the search process by phone, by video, by however we do this. And so we thank him for coming today. And I, may I introduce Jared. Grace and peace be with you this day. It is wonderful uh, to be here in Norwich. Uh, just earlier this morning, uh, we were at the Oxford United Church where they were installing their pastor, Reverend Doug Satterley. So it's been a good, a good day uh, installing pastors and celebrating new seasons of ministry. Uh, my title is Associate Executive Minister which, you know, kind of like a friend of mine who has a PhD, you know, it's uh, kind of like, you know, piled higher and deeper. Uh, associate executive minister means the executive minister is elsewhere, and I'm the JV squad. <laughs> Dr. Kelsey's actually in Canadagua, where their church at this very hour, I believe, is celebrating the installation of their new pastor. The pandemic has been a challenge. But as you know, going through a clergy transition with the pandemic, extra complication. But let us rejoice in this milestone today that you have made it this far. So it is my honor, my privilege to bring you greetings this day on behalf of the 273 churches that are part of the American Baptist Churches of New York State, your partner in ministry and mission. So I bring greetings uh, to the search committee. Uh, you may now rest easy. You may now do backflips down the middle aisle, Karen. It is all over. To the leadership of the church, blessings upon you uh, as you lead the church, uh, not only through pastoral transition, but also a pandemic. These are challenging times to be church, and I give thanks to God for you and your willingness to lead and be led by your fellow congregants. And to the Krems, you who are here today to be installed as co-pastors, you are once again in ministry together. You begin uh, your ministry here in a pandemic. Uh, the pandemic will continue for a season longer, but you are also the pastors who will help this church interpret, make sense of, what it means to be in this time, despite uh, hardships, and to also help the church find its voice in giving thanks to God for what God has been doing in the midst of this community and this congregation for some time now. I speak uh, this morning briefly. I saw they listed me as giving a sermon. Rest easy. 
I did not intend to bring a full-fledged sermon. Otherwise, I would say we'll take a break and have sandwiches, and then we'll come back for the three-hour oration. <laughs> but I want to ask you to look briefly at this passage from Ephesians, and particularly this word that was given from Paul about equipping the saints. While this idea of a minister being in the work of helping a church realize its spiritual objectives, that is not surprising. What is unexpected here is the expectation that it is to be equipping the many, not being the main or the only person involved in the ministry of the congregation. Paul uses a Greek word that when you look in the English translations uh, might be best translated that you are to be in the work of preparing and equipping. Note that it does not say that the pastor is where the buck stops uh, or the pastors where the buck stops. It just says pastors, if you are to do something well, proclaim the gospel, but then prepare the saints to go about the work of the gospel. The work of the church is therefore not measured in the achievements or the work of a given pastor. The minister is the one who preaches, teaches, and cares. I don't care where you're at on the spectrum of types of churches, uh, theologically or missionally, or how you conceive what happens during the worship hour as true worship. Everyone will always look for a pastor who preaches, who teaches, and who cares. Now, I'm sure you understand that you have found them, yet again, in the forms of Michael and Nancy. They are those who preach, teach, and care for you in this season of your life. But the true success, I think, in measuring how a pastorate goes is how well the ministers multiply the work of the ministry being done by the congregation. In turn, the church members have the opportunity to be encouraged to recognize and to embrace and then carry out their giftedness for ministry. The writings of Paul again and again emphasize the many who are to be involved in the work of the church, multiple gifts, multiple people, all working together in the spirit, the very spirit of God as one faith, one Lord, one baptism. It inspired our early Baptist forebearers to call the people called church the priesthood of all believers. And in many churches that I've seen growing up in the Midwest as well as elsewhere in the Northeast, uh, where it will say on the back of the bulletin, pastor or pastors, then their names. It'll also say at some point, ministers, and then over here it says what? The congregation or all members of the church. There's something I think very powerful in how we give credit around the church if we do that. We are a congregational polity, which means the many, uh, the body, are the ones who are most involved. So today, uh, we celebrate the installation of co-pastors, yet we are also lifting up at the same time 
the continuing witness and mission of the people, plural. Y'all, if you're Southern, all of us who are called by the cross of Jesus Christ and all of you who are called to uplift this church body of First Baptist Norwich over 200 years of life and counting, this is just the latest chapter. And so it is in this season you have called Mike and Nancy to offer your care and of your gifts, but do not ever lose sight if I can give you any advice. And I'm not a bishop, so what do I know? <laughs> but if I could give some advice as a friendly colleague, do not lose sight of saying, how have we equipped the congregants today? Not what have I gotten done today, or oh, I wish I had some help, but to wrestle with the creative tension of how do I get the many more involved in the work of the church. And to the congregation, do not measure the church solely by the work of the pastors or the lay leadership. Ask yourself, how have I, how have I, I being the person at the front pew, I the person being at the back pew, I the person being in the pews in between, and the choir loft, excuse me, the choir loft too. <laughs> how do, how do I accomplish bringing my gifts to serve and work together with my pastors and my fellow congregants to enhance and further the kingdom reign of God? Now, if you think that's a pretty audacious calling, it's given to all of us gathered here. So to the Crims, equip and prepare the church to the saints, which are the members of the church, and you may rest easy or uneasy with being referred to as saints. Think of it as an aspirational name. How do we call ourselves to minister and serve together? And to all of us, may we follow Christ Jesus who came not to be served, but to serve. Amen. We're going to now move into a time of installation. And so I invite you to follow in the bulletins. Um, on pages three and four, there will be a part where we will invite the congregation to respond corporately, uh, as well as a time uh, in the latter section where I will invite any uh, and all of the clergy uh, to come forward and to stand uh, with appropriate distance uh, to be part of a blessing around our colleagues, Nancy and Michael. So let us enter into this time, again, knowing that it is the greater good of ministry that we are promoting this day. Michael and Nancy Crims, 
having been called to these churches as ministers of Jesus Christ, and having accepted the invitation of First Baptist Church of Norwich to become their ministers, do you solemnly pledge that you will serve this congregation to the best of our ability? We do. Reverends Michael and Nancy, do you affirm your faith in God, the Creator, and in Jesus Christ, the Redeemer, and in the Holy Spirit, the abiding presence? Do you believe that in Christ Jesus, humankind has been set free from the bondage of sin and death, and that the church has been called to proclaim to the world this good news? We do. Do you believe that you have been truly called of God to be the pastors of this congregation? We do. I charge you then to be good ministers of Jesus Christ, remembering that like our Lord, you have come not to be served, but to serve, and to keep yourself at all times in true devotion to your calling. Will you seek to practice daily the faith you profess, administer the ordinances in purity, proclaim the truth with love, and endeavor to lead this people in the ways of Christ the Lord? We will, God being our helper. And to those who are members of the church, please stand as comfortable. Members of First Baptist Church, are you persuaded as a church of Jesus Christ that you are ready to be instructed, led, and strengthened in all the ways of the Spirit by the ones who stand before you in answer to the call of God? In recognition of the Christian partnership that must exist between ministers and people, do you now affirm your loyalty to this church and to this ministerial relationship? Do you promise to give your utmost in devoted service and loyal cooperation? May be seated. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and on behalf of uh, these churches, I declare you, Reverends Michael and Nancy Crims, to be duly installed as pastors of this church and its congregation. We shall uphold you in prayer and in the performance of your duties as ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you as pastors of the First Baptist Church of Norwich. The love of God and the presence of Christ be with you both. Amen. Amen. Yes, you may walk. Yes, We'll ask them to kind of take the center here. Um, and so all the clergy who are, who are with us today, if you'd like to come up and join us, I'm going to voice a prayer, a blessing for our colleagues. And again, the idea of getting around and touching people closely is kind of you know, not, not wise these days. This is kind of the laying almost of hands <laughs> and the blessing uh, of your gathered colleagues. Let us pray. We thank you, O oh gracious God, for pastors Mike and Nancy Krims, who have answered the call of your people to be their pastors. Fill First Baptist Church with your spirit that they may be ready to do every good work and give a full measure of devotion as they serve in this place. Make them faithful servants of your word that through the preaching and teaching of those may, who may hear may be drawn to Christ, be strengthened in their faith and equipped for Christ's service in the world. May pastors Mike and Nancy be so filled with your love that they will care for all your people in their joy and sorrow, their sickness and health, 
their doubt and faith, standing beside them so that they may come to know the meaning of your love through their ministry. And give these congregants openness to receive this ministry for standing beside them so that they may come to know the meaning of your love through their ministry. And give these congregants openness to receive this ministry for its strengthening and renewal. We pray these mercies through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Blessing. And now I extend to you the Thank you. Um, thank you, Jared. Thank you, Pat. And thank you, others. Um, uh, thank you from the bottom of our heart. I, I have to say that um, this call came as a little bit of a surprise um, to us. We were uh, busy making other plans, but God has a way of, you know, coming down and saying, hey, maybe I have other ideas for you. And I just want to say that um, uh, it's been wonderful. Um, uh, from the bottom of my heart, um, your reception has been wonderful. And I think especially, I think especially my kids will tell me I have a loud voice. Can
you uh, with uh, really echo with my wife's sentiments in terms of our being called here. Um, uh, yes, the good Lord had other plans for us, and we're very appreciative of his opening up the door here for us to be able to serve you as your co-pastor. I'm really excited, too, because I thought that uh, that door was closed for a, for a season there. Uh, with respect to my wife and I serving together in the co-pastor. And I'm glad, uh, uh, I'm really glad that uh, the good Lord has opened up that door again for us to uh, be able to minister together like this uh, with you. And so I just want to say uh, thank you. And uh, especially I'm appreciative of, um, you know, this word installation. <laughs> I, have, I have to chuckle because it's, I feel like I'm, I'm being a kitchen cabinet. That, you know, and I think that the maybe the parallel there is that at some point uh, we may need a fresh coat of paint. Uh, we may need, new, need some new hardware. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, I, I want to say too that I'm very uh, thankful for the board uh, that is leading uh, the church, that we co-lead with the church, and uh, I'm very thankful for cabinet that is here uh, that is so open uh, to uh, serving uh, the community, serving in the church, serving one another, and most of all, serving our, our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So thank you. And uh, our closing song today is Breathe on Me, O Breath of God. And we want to invite everyone downstairs. It's a pandemic style reception. We're trying this. So um, but please, if you're able to come down and enjoy and maybe have a get to meet Pastor Mike and Pastor Nancy.
to add to this uh, a blessing for the reception downstairs. And so uh, may we know that we have been blessed uh, in this time of worship. May we uh, go forth into uh, the time of fellowship awaiting us downstairs, but to gather again and again and again as the body of Christ here at First Baptist Norwich. Not just to be served, but to serve, to be equipped in the gifts God has given you, and to bless to Michael and Nancy a long season of ministry here. May we go forth from this place confident that Christ indeed is with us each step of the way. Amen. Amen.